0: Do you have an IRA at a conventional custodian like Charles Schwab or Fidelity or Merrill Lynch, and you wish you could buy real estate inside that account? Well, now, because of a brand new court ruling, you can. But should you? I'm Brian Ellis. I'll give you all of the powerful details right now in episode 194. You're listening to Self Directed
1: Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent self directed investors, where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from the SDI360.com studios,
0: here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you. What a great day to be alive, people. Don't you agree? <laughs> So there's some big news on the legal front that you, as a well-informed, self-directed investor, need to know, particularly for those of you who have IRAs at conventional brokers and you wish you could buy real estate or other assets other than just stocks and bonds. On February 24th, just two days ago, a really interesting ruling in the U.S. tax court came down. And I've got to say a big thank you to attorney extraordinaire Tim Berry, host of the upcoming new podcast, SDI Money Law. Uh, it's a great show, my friends. You're going to love it. Thank you, Tim, for turning me on to this info. For you legal beagles in the audience, I've posted a link to this decision on today's show page, which you can find at sdiradio.com slash 194. So here's the deal. The IRS decided to pursue a fellow named Raymond McGall for taxes, penalties, and interest in connection with some activities in one of his IRAs. Mr. McGaw had a self-directed IRA at the big stock brokerage Merrill Lynch. Now, Merrill Lynch is as conventional Wall Street as a company can be. They offer self-directed IRAs, but Merrill, like virtually every other Wall Street-based custodian, only allows their clients to self-direct to the extent that Merrill will sell the type of product that the account holder wants to buy. So if you want to buy publicly traded stocks, bonds, or mutual funds, you're in luck. But Mr. McGaw wanted to buy something different from that. He wanted to buy shares of a privately held company. In other words a company that's not traded on Wall Street. McGaugh seems to have done his homework. He knew that such an investment wasn't inherently prohibited by the tax code, and since he had the available capital to make the investment, he instructed Merrill to purchase $50,000 worth of that private company stock on behalf of his IRA. But Merrill balked. Remember, virtually all IRAs that are billed as self-directed or only self-directed as far as a custodian can conveniently profit from the sale of the asset to the account holder. And Merrill certainly couldn't conveniently profit from this, even though the tax code clearly allows it. Thus, Merrill refused to honor Mr. McGaw's request. Well, McGaw was determined, so he instructed Merrill to send a wire transfer from his account of $50,000 directly from Merrill to the company where he was purchasing stock, and Merrill did that. He also instructed the company to issue his shares so that they were owned by his IRA rather than by himself personally. Now, there are other details of the case, of course, but the gist of the story is that McGaw performed an end run around Merrill's restrictions for their self-directed IRA accounts. How did Merrill respond? Well, not well. In their tax statements to the IRS for McGaw's account, they indicated that McGaw had withdrawn fifty grand from the account, and that got the attention of the IRS, who, who certainly wanted their pound of flesh from that money. So the IRS tries to hit up McGaw for a bunch of money, but he won't have any of it. The issue went before tax court, and the ruling that was issued is very good for Mr. McGaw and very interesting more generally. Bottom line, the tax court ruled two things. First, that the asset that Mr. McGaw was purchasing was not prohibited, so they in effect reconfirmed the efficacy of investing in alternative assets. And second, the tax court ruled that McGaw had not performed a withdrawal of his funds because he was never in receipt of those funds. The funds were paid directly from the custodian to the seller of the shares that he was buying. And that company, in turn, issued shares of ownership in that company to Mr. McGaw's IRA, not to him personally. And the tax court blessed the transaction as being compliant with the tax code. So what does this mean? Well, on the surface, it looks like it means you could use your conventional IRA to purchase non-conventional assets, so long as the funds are paid to the appropriate parties and that the assets purchased are titled in the name of your IRA and not your name. But let's not get too hasty with this. Here's the thing. It's entirely possible that Merrill, or whatever custodian you use, has other language in their account agreement to which this type of transaction would be subject, which could cause trouble for you even if you are allowed to do so by the law. But even if they don't, I've got to tell you, I think it's a horrible idea to use this newfound freedom to force your IRA custodian to buy assets with which they're not accustomed to interacting. Imagine it was you buying real estate instead of private stock. Do you think Merrill Lynch or the other conventional custodians have the first clue about the complexities of buying real estate in an IRA? Almost certainly not. Will they know what to do if a property tax bill is sent to them rather than to you? Will they know how to handle it if, God forbid, you have legal troubles with that property, even as minor as an eviction, and the custodian begins receiving volumes of legal documentation? I'll bet the fees you'd have to pay would mount up very, very quickly. So is it plausible that you now have the ability to buy unconventional assets through a conventional IRA? Yes, it's plausible, as the case I've linked to at sdiradio.com 194 plainly shows. But is it wise? I'd have to say no but this case is likely to be of great benefit for any of you who, maybe like Mr. McGaw, chose to aggressively push your wishes onto your custodian. Now at least you've got some legal cover. My dear friends, thank you for listening in today. I have a sincere request of you. Please go over to iTunes and give this show a five-star rating if you like it. That helps us so very much, and it's totally free to you to do. You can get to our iTunes page at sdiradio.com iTunes. My friends, it's good to be alive. No matter the weather, it's a beautiful day. Thank you, God, for another rotation around the globe, another day full of challenge and opportunity, another day to live out loud and make the most of this amazing world you've made. And without a doubt, my friends, invest wisely today and live well forever.
1: Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis.